0: This is Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. Your top five guide to getting ahead in business on Starting Up. And it's a warm welcome to Marion Youssef, who is the founder and managing director at Pixel. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So Mariam, let's just talk a little bit about you. You're um, an interesting um, example of a startup. You were lucky enough to be a Google intern, which must have been incredible. And then you decided to go your own way. So let's go back to, to becoming a Google intern. I mean, it's so, it one of those things like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Everyone wants to know what it's like inside. And you had the inside track. So tell us what that was like, first of all.
2: Sure. Um, So I started interning with Google when I was in university. So I was still in university at the time, and I was working with them in their Dubai office. And I was actually studying finance when I was in university. So I was not a marketing uh, student at the time. And um, prior to joining uh, Google, I had interned with GE as well. So I was starting to look at where the different places that I can get internships. What are the best places that I can?
0: Uh, well, these are pretty much the two best you can get an internship <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> both industries.
2: So I started looking, um, you know, looking at what those options are, and basically Google kept uh, popping up at the top of all of the lists at the time. And mm. the internship was in marketing, so uh, I thought, why not? Let me just give it a shot. Were you at a good time, student? Good student. I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> at Important. the time, they were receiving 75,000 CVs per day. So wow. uh, this was back then. So I just thought, I'll give it a shot and just send my CV out and we'll see what happens. And uh, two weeks later, they got back in touch with me and, um, and then I joined their team. Um, And basically, at the time that I joined them, their their team was very small. So the entire marketing team for Mina was a team of three. Wow. Um, Just to give some perspective, they're a team of about 20 plus right now. So it was great that it was a small team and it was three including myself, which was great because um, the exposure that I got at the time that I mean, it was a lot more work, but that was really good. That's what you look to get out of an internship. Basically.
1: Okay, so you go to intern at Google. Producer Zena and I are very keen to know how much of our data did you guys have access (laughs) to while you were there?
0: (laughs) You know what you could do? You could ask her the question that we were debating at the beginning of the show about the Amazon person. Okay. Because Google Google has that sort of culture as well. So we, we were t- what we were talking about is that there's somebody at Amazon or there's a group of people at Amazon that during the la- the latest shareholder meeting, got up and um, kind of got very the vocal change, get yeah, got very right. vocal about about uh, about Amazon's climate change, uh, how they were addressing climate change and some of the things that they had promised to do that they had not done. Mm-hmm. And the big question was, well, the Amazon legal team came back and said, "Listen, you can't do that. The next time you do that, you're going to get fired." And my my view on the matter was that in these in these tech companies american tech companies it's a lot about culture and if the culture says that you shouldn't be talking against the company and you shouldn't then you shouldn't and you have they have the right to fire you whereas natalie's more of the opinion as usual that no <laughs> you know uh, you know freedom free free, the, the, you have, you should be free to, to, to state your opinions and if, if you know you should hold your your company accountable to what they promised that they were going to do even if it's in a public matter right as an ex Google, uh, or not, let's not say as an ex Google uh, Google intern. Let's say as, as yourself having gone through a sort of culture like that. What is your view on it? What do you think is right? What do you think is wrong? Sorry to put you on the spot, but we got a we. No, gotta, it's fine. Yeah, um,
2: I think a lot of it has to do with how you address the matter, right? Um, the the way that I would see it, I think it's important to address it internally first before it goes externally. So yeah. I think. Uh, it's best to raise whatever concerns you have within the company itself, and then if it's not getting resolved, then you know it can be
1: and wow. that's and that's what they did so the Amazon employees for climate justice they did bring it up at a meeting promises were made promises were broken, and they took part in the walkout um the 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 big walkout with the global climate change about a thousand employees left their desk to to join that global climate strike and the company culture clearly does support them being able to do things like Mm. that because they like you said the the culture is important and the fact that they were able to take part in the strike means that the company has that kind of policy that's a bit more flexible than you might have say if you worked somewhere at ibm or something Yeah, yeah it might be a bit different but like, like you mentioned, um, Mariam, basically they, they tried it internally. They were made promises, the promises didn't work and then they just said, well look, you said that we could hold you to account and you haven't done it, so we're holding you to account publicly. George thinks that makes me a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's interesting to get your perspective and I guess also your perspective now because you've gone from an intern at Google to MD of your own company and I guess you would want to, to feel
2: like your, your employees are going to support your team and your brand of course of course i think um you know i always say transparency is very important so this is something that we look into both internally and when we're dealing with our clients it's very important to be transparent it's uh the the basis or the basis sorry of a very good uh relationship it's important to have so um I think if you're representing your company or anything within that regard, it's um, important to be transparent. And Miriam, what made
0: you go from fina- from studying finance, I mean, I'm like that, but what made you go from studying finance to working in marketing? Is it your creative side? Is it your uh, the client interaction kind of uh, side that you like about it? What is it?
2: See, I think I think a big part of me going into finance was just how uh, I was brought up. My father is a banker, mm-hmm. um, you know, my sister's currently working in banking, so... Um and I've always been interested in numbers. I actually started with studying economics at the beginning. So mm. the only thing I knew going into university is that I wanted to study business. Um but yeah. I wasn't sure about what kind of uh specific major to go into. Mm. So I started with economics and um you know um when I started asking about what the potential job um uh potential job um, opportunities, opportunities right. thank yeah, you would no be problem. Um, I wasn't, you know, I I was kind of uh, not very interested in that. So yeah. I looked into finance. It was kind of the easiest thing to switch to at the time. And it
0: was booming. for, You know, banking was booming. And Ex- there was a lot of good money in
2: exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And um, my internship with GE was actually within talent acquisition. So it was in HR. So mm. that was the thing that made me think, maybe it's not finance that I want to go into. Maybe there's something else that I would like to explore. So... Um, that's why I just decided to kind of take the leap cool. and apply to, yeah. to, to marketing.
0: And what kind of agency are you now? So what kind of marketing do you do?
2: So we're a purely digital marketing agency. So uh, we don't do anything offline. We're very specialized when it comes to the di- digital side. And um, Google is one of the uh, services that we offer. So yeah. we look after media buying or advertising online on uh, Google, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc., all of those different uh, platforms, and uh, really helping companies with set up their strategies when it comes to digital as well. And that's
0: something that's very important, Mariam. I'll, I'll tell you our own experience at VirtuZone. We currently work with a with a digital agency out of San Francisco. We found that the Americans in general and and the Silicon Valley guys are much more advanced in terms of. Uh, strategy setting execution uh, speed of execution and uh, in terms of, of 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 performance we found them to be much better than than the local companies how do you keep yourself up to date uh, or how do you keep the company up to date on strategies and how do you keep uh, because it's it, it's it's a self thought kind of thing. There's a lot yeah. of what I've learned from this is that l- there's a lot of hit and miss in there. It's not an exact science, you know. Especially when it comes to Google AdWords and SEO and all that. It's not an exact exact science. So there's a lot of hit and miss and a lot of of trial and error. How do you keep yourself ahead of the curve vis-à-vis the competition? I what I think is that compared to north america or the united states this region is still behind in terms of digital marketing but in the local market how do you keep yourself ahead of the competition and how do you educate yourself on you know having always the one step ahead or two steps ahead of the curve
2: so very interesting that you mentioned that because i always say that this market is kind of still in infant stages when it comes Mm -hmm. to digital in general not just within marketing um I think, uh, look, this is something that I've honestly faced with a lot of the clients that we've dealt with. It's kind of like coming out of a bad relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. and they feel that, oh, digital doesn't work. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the first thing that they think of. And it's very hard to kind of get them back into that mentality where it is something that works. The most important thing to look into is that uh, when it comes to digital in general, everything is traceable. So you can track everything. Um, it's important that you're looking at the right metrics. So different brands Mm. would be looking at different metrics. For some brands, they just uh, kind of want to look into branding and awareness. Other brands, they're a lot more focused on sales. So as an e-commerce business, for example, you can track everything. You can see uh, that this user came from this specific campaign, this specific creative, and it worked. So... Um, This is what we look into. We really focus on optimization, making sure that we're tracking the right things. And um, whenever we see that a certain thing is working, we put more into it. Um, Another thing is to also make sure that you're staying ahead in terms of the information. Um, The great thing is today, information is readily available, right? So it's Especially
0: in digital, yeah.
2: Exactly. So it's it's all there, but I think a lot of um, people or agencies are- Even in-house marketing people sometimes... Um, you well, know they you forget to uh, do the research parts, and they just continue to do what they know.
0: Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not. Ag- I'm, I'm not against the digital. Ninety five percent of our strategy is digital, and it works very well. And I can tell you on the radio that it works very well. I encourage everybody to good to go down uh, down that route. Sorry, Natalie. Go ahead.
1: We've been talking a little bit about your background, Mariam, and the fact that you're an intern at Google. You interned at GE. So lots of amazing companies. But you decided from graduating you wanted to go on and do your own thing. So we'll start with your first tip, and it's a about setting goals. So tell us why that's been crucial for you and your success.
2: Um, I think when it comes to setting goals, what's really important is to not just um, kind of set them in your head or to say them out loud. It's really important to write down your goals um, and one of the things that we look at at EO or the the Entrepreneurs Organization is to um, make sure that your goals are smart goals. And smart basically stands for a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So um, it's really important to make sure that your goals fit within those um, you know the the criteria that I just mentioned because. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of different things in your head and it's going to be very hard for you to kind of keep focus um, in terms of what goals are are the important ones.
1: Okay, so what about number two, which is reflect on progress? And I think some people can often struggle to do that.
2: Yeah, I think with... um entrepreneurs are notoriously (laughs) kind of (laughs) known for not reflecting on their progress in general. Um, I think it's really important to make it a habit to reflect on your goals. So obviously, we just entered a new year or a new decade. Um, You know, I think it would be good to take the time to reflect back on um, you know, what you've achieved within the last few years. And to make it a habit to do that on a regular basis, even the small things or the small victories, um, it's important to celebrate the little victories, and to remember that you're always moving forward. Okay, so
1: um, when it comes to progress, I I want to ask you because you're originally from Bahrain and I wanted to know if you think setting up your company has been, particularly here in the region, has been easier um, because you're a GCC national compared to perhaps if I was to try and set up a company here. Has your pathway been easier? Has it been more difficult? And what's been
2: your experience? I think there there were a lot of things that helped with, um, you know, in terms of me being a GCC national. So... Mm. Um... You know, other than the fact that living in Dubai, there's a lot of things that help out in terms of uh, not needing to have a visa and things like that. A local
0: uh, partner, you can buy local, you can know that. Exactly,
2: exactly. So um, in terms of that, we don't need to kind of go through a free zone license. We can have our own DED licenses uh, as well.
0: Which, by the way, you can have now as well with a corporate sponsorship rather than a local sponsor. So that's that's something Mm. that a lot of people don't know. We do a lot of corporate sponsorships where we sponsor you as a company rather than you having a local sponsor.
1: Okay, so... Do you, in in terms of opening doors or perhaps you know making connections, has there been an advantage? Has there not been an advantage?
2: Uh, there is there is a bit of an advantage, definitely. Um, another thing that comes um, you know to the top of my mind right now would be the Dubai SME. Mm. So um, certain government entities are uh, required to kind of make sure that five percent of their glo- uh, local expenditure goes towards Dubai SMEs, and this is um, as a GC national. You you can become one of the has it
0: helped you with government contracts to be GCC national is it I mean besides the obvious besides the obvious communication right like I I know for a fact for example that uh, you know a lot of things are facilitated when I speak Arabic to somebody yeah. when I'm you know yeah. when i when, when I'm having a meeting in Arabic it facilitates things it facilitates human relations has it helped you as a GCC national to um, kind of make people feel more at ease when it comes to communication when it comes to dealing with you when it comes to these things and maybe winning a few contracts when there's nothing wrong with with it yeah, because of your because of your better communication skills or, or, or uh, level of, of, of communication with these people.
2: Absolutely, I mean it helps. Of course, it helps because at the end of the day, the business that I'm in, there's a lot of relationship management. Yeah. So of mm. course, it helps yeah. in terms of the relationship side to sure. the AGC national when sure. you're dealing with other uh, AGC nationals. It's interesting. I was
1: just having a look at some of the clients you've partnered with, though. You you know you have clients that you've worked with along the lines of Google, which. Is no, it's it's no surprise that you're an official Google partner and affiliated with the Emirates, and Donata, and um, the, the government of Dubai, PWC, all of the Emirates done events, um, you know, there's so many big names that you've worked with in such a short space of time, um, you, you know, we totally, completely applaud what you've what you've been doing, um, you. and I guess that's that, that's what at the heart of it george is asking you know what is it that that's been different and and your third tip about investing in yourself is is perhaps something that's helped you manage to to win some of those clients
2: yeah i think uh it's important to invest in yourself um in in terms of i mean it's it's a very broad term that that i'm using but yeah. there's a lot of different ways for you to invest in yourself Um, Whether it's into new skills and hobbies, um, the the most important thing is to kind of balance personal versus work. So even investing in yourself in terms of how you look is important, you know, uh, treating yourself every once in a while. So it's really it's not just about being very skill oriented. It's also making sure that you're balancing out both personal and work. Mariam,
0: if you had one advice to give to a young GCC national that's finishing her internship now and is thinking of starting her own thing. If you can go back now, the, the how long it has it been that you've been in business five, five years, five yeah. years, if you can go back and give yourself one advice five years ago with what you know now, what would it be?
2: I would say just take the leap. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Just take the leap. Um, something that really helps with being um, a GCC woman or, or someone that's in this region, in Dubai, a lot of people live with their families. So it's a lot easier to start a business when sure. you're living with your family, when you have a roof over your head. You know? This no is
0: responsibilities. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And okay. especially at the time where it's right before you start your career, Um, you can start off for a few months, you know, before you start going into full-time jobs. That's a good
0: point, actually, yeah. And exactly. it's in our culture as well. It's, you know, in this region's culture to yeah. live with your parents, you know, for a longer, much longer time than Westerns do. And I think I think that gives you an advantage of, listen, you have that safety net of the family and the parents yeah. and, and the financial safety net. Go ahead, give it a shot. You know, if you don't give it a shot, you'll never know. So I agree with you on that, Mariam.
1: Uh, Mariam, you. one of the other things that you, you raise in your top five tips is find ways to give back. And I think that mentality is something that, you know, particularly for your generation, is something that's become quite significant. It's not just a case of look out for myself do better you also want to help other people as george said what advice would you give to young people finding ways to give back is important to you
2: yes um i think you know exactly what what uh, was mentioned just now looking back at where i was five years ago you know it's um it's easier now for me to kind of look back and give myself advice so Um, I would love to do that at a higher scale and to be able to help more people to kind of take the leap and, and to, um, you know, push themselves forward. And finally, um,
1: for tip number five, you say surround yourself with like-minded people.
2: Super important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big smile on your face with this one. Tell us more, Maim.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, life is honestly too short for negativity. It's really important that you surround yourself with like minded people um, that make you feel secure, inspired, and confident. Um, one of my favorite quotes is actually by Jim Rohn, which is, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So I think it's very important every once in a while to look back and think about who are the five people that you're spending the most time with. And, um, you know, are their thoughts aligned with yours? I'm not saying they need to think exactly the same way that you do, but uh, their their thoughts need to be aligned. They need to be on the same level somehow to help you to achieve more uh, milestones And uh, one of the things that I did last year was actually join the EO Accelerator Program or the Entrepreneurs' Organization Accelerator Program. And it's been great in terms of that because you're... Everyone around you is basically also going through the same journey. And as an entrepreneur, a lot of the times you feel like you're alone. Um, you know, um, it's uh, a lot of the times they say it's a, it's a lonely sport, uh, or you know,
0: yeah, lonely, scary, all, all all these things that you can think of. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a roller coaster. What I say, st- because I've been down that route as well. And what I've, I always tell my friends who are starting their own business: get ready for the roller coaster ride of your life. Of your <laughs> life. Sometimes you wake up. Sometimes you wake up. You're on top of the world, and other times. You you wake up and you're like what the heck am I doing
1: exactly yeah. that's all we've got time for Mariam Youssef is the founder and, ma- and managing director of Pixel Dubai thank you so much for coming thank in and so telling much. your story thank you. this is Dubai i 103.8